You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you start by doing what's necessary then do what's possible, and suddenly you will be doing the impossible. You start, what is necessary right away is creating a routine, I think, a habit. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I take these classes no matter what, and you just make the time. Choose a time that nothing will get in your way, maybe very early in the morning when you don't even see those dishes in the sink, when you don't, everybody's still maybe sleeping and choose a time that you can really do it. And then start by there because when you create that, I think is that is absolutely necessary. Then you will start going for more inevitably. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 281. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hello. I uh, I have a cold. You do. In case people can't tell with my voice. It's been a long one, too. It's like really hanging in there. Yeah, like it kicked in like the day after we recorded last week, <laughs> and it's and it's been with us ever since. <laughs> it has. It like has. luggage or, or herpes. <laughs> can't get it to go away. So here we are. Well, we had fun at uh, the Yacht Rock concert. We did. Oh, my gosh. What a great format. Uh, I know we've said this before, but it's really cool how they have like all of the musician stuff all lined up on stage and yeah. then they switch out people. It's it's so fast. And yeah. it's like so somebody comes out and they play a few songs. It's all hits. And then somebody else comes out and then they go back in. It's it's just it's quick and it keeps the whole evening. It makes it feel very short, even though it's a long evening. It's nice. Yeah, like it's tons of songs. But like if you get somebody like Walter Egan, who unless you're a diehard Walter Egan fan, he's probably only got two songs that, you know, so he comes out and he plays two songs and you move on. And yeah. it's like and it's the two, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. And 
Peter Beckett from Player, same thing. Like so, it was Did a, yeah. He come back. It's a it's a nice setup they got going. It on. really yeah, is for sure, and it was good to see everybody. It was, yeah. I mean, Stephanie and Jeff came all the way from Connecticut, and Oof, that yeah, is that's, a, that's a long way for sure. Uh, yeah, and then we had uh, Jody and and her friend Wendy and their respective husbands came all the way from Kansas City. Yeah, so it was really cool. And Jody McCammon, you know, she was on the show. We interviewed her way back. It was like episode 76 or something like that. Like it was so long ago. I mean, it was it was in it was in the under 100. Yes. Like it was 2018, 20, late 2017, early 2018. Yeah, it was. A, it, it, it's been a bit. It has. So. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so that was a, a lot of blast, a it lot was. of fun. So. It was great to get to know, like to meet Jody. Like we had a cold, con- you know, we had that conversation so long ago. We've kept in touch all these years. So it was really cool to meet her in person. Yeah. So uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Well, we got to talk about this Tread Plus news. Woo! Okay. And then uh, <laughs> we have to revisit the Daniel topic. Yeah, I know. I don't want to talk about it either, but we're well, going to. There's been some stuff that has happened in between episodes. Like we're yeah. not just rehashing. No, no, rehash. no, no. It's all new. Yeah. New info. New info. Yeah. And then we've got some more movement of as far as people leaving a Peloton we're going to talk about there's some new things that are going on within the app and the infrastructure of Peloton we're going to talk about we also have an update as far as like how to block creepers on the Peloton app okay. we've got a visit from the Peloton profit Ooh. haven't had one of those in a while it's been a bit it sure has and then there's a ton of instructor news so much so much Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. You can also leave us a review. That's always super helpful. We have a new review. Yes. This is from Colette Topfer. Topfer. Yes. Says, I can't believe I just found this gym after almost four years of Peloton workouts. That's in. That's amazing. Yeah. Love the conversations, updates, and so many laughs. A must for any Peloton member. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. Yes. Thank you very much. Colette, that was a lovely review. Thank v- you so much. And then uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out. Uh, while you're there, like the page, join the group. Also, you know, something else you could do that could help us a lot. You can just share an episode in yeah. your Facebook feed, Instagram, Twitter, and just be like, hey, I checked. I dig this show. I love Peloton. You should check it out. That's always super helpful. Maybe the single most important thing that you can do to help the show if helping the show is something you would like to do. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the clip out. So if you want to see what I look like with a cold, it looks pretty much the same. This is the uh, new Peloton fleece hoodie ah. that Mariana made me buy because she looks so pretty in it. I had to and grab it. This is my 12 year old Disney hoodie. So <laughs> you can find us uh, where else? Oh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out where you get uh, bonus content and you get ad free episodes. So and, and we owe you guys one. We, we do. Need, it's been we need a bit. It's been it. super busy. And then I was sickly. And so we just didn't think you wanted to hear me sounding like that. There would have been a lot of sniffling. Yeah. There's nobody. You don't want to hear that. Yeah. So, especially if you're paying for it. Oh. Yeah. And finally, uh, don't forget, we've got a newsletter uh, at theclipout.com. You can go over there and sign up for that. And you can get all sorts of like all the links and stuff we throw out. Yeah. And if we have any sort of special, super important announcements to make in between, we got a way to get a hold of you. So we don't sell your info if, they, if you're worried about the. No. The. The import, if you just the sanctity of your Gmail account is super important to you. Fear not. Safe with us. Yes, fear not. We don't even know how to do that. Mm -mm. So (laughs) there you go. So anyway, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Hello. 
Peloton in the news. We finally have news about the tread. I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited. Yeah, Peloton released a joint statement with the CPSC this week saying that the refund for the Tread Plus has been extended till November of 2023. This is huge because this indicates, I mean, the statement actually says they are working, Peloton is working on finding a solution of a rear guard that can eventually be retrofitted for our Tread Pluses that we already have out here. And someday... Someday, maybe we'll even get to see them be sold again. That's the goal. That would be great. I because I I know from the get go, I was just like, ah, I don't think it's coming back. You I did. would love to be wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. Because this, is, this we, would be a great thing for you to be wrong about. Absolutely, and you know, especially just selfishly, we have one that we'd like them to continue to care about. Right? Yes. But I know some people were like, kind of. About the fact that they're like Oh sure now that I sent mine back Why do they wait so long This is bull And it's like Well I mean They got the federal government involved now They don't just get to do whatever they want When they're going through this process Yeah it's got I mean the CPSC has to sign off On everything they do It's kind of like If you were to have a custody battle And the custody battle Like let's say that You cannot make any kind of decisions With the person that you're getting divorced from So instead you say Hey courts We would like you to help us decide Where this child should live once you do that you no longer yeah get to to get to have a lot of say yeah now nobody's got to say it's got to go through the court system and that's that's basically what you got going on here so when people are like why don't you know they, they should have told us earlier they just didn't bother and it's like that's not, not really fair i don't know that they could yeah but the other cool thing about this is that you know i think that it also means that you know we're gonna see some kind of retrofit Option eventually coming to us I can't help but think There's probably a lot of In the same way they couldn't tell us There's probably some like Hey CPSC We Peloton have this new design What do you think and then I picture the CPSC Being like eh we're not really impressed Yeah give us another one or I Could see the CPSC being like Okay well Put it in that stack over there. Yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah, it's kind of like when your kid turns in. That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. It's like when your kid turns in the paper late and they're like, hey, teacher, could you grade the paper now? Yeah, 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 I get to it. Shouldn't turn it in late. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget as much as I enjoyed it at the moment when John Foley kind of told them off. It didn't set the tone. Well, yeah, for that, it's like if if you were in the middle of that custody battle and you told the GAL to f off, yeah, you probably aren't going to get a lot of sway with that GAL going forward. Yeah. So, I'm just really excited that I get to keep my Tread Plus for now, and that I can assume that I get to have it at least for one more year. And I'm very very excited about that. So, if you have not returned your Tread Plus, keep it. And if you're in the process of returning it, you can call them and tell them no, never mind. Yeah, lots of people did that this week. It, yeah. was, it was all good. No, no, no questions asked. They were fine with it. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about how once the government's involved, you don't fully control your own destiny. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were also concerned about like when they push out that update for the auto incline and Tread Plus didn't get it. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, no. But like, you got to wonder if 
in the interim while they're figuring things out they're just like you're not doing anything to this thing yeah i don't think i don't think that peloton can make many changes to it while it's under this review process because it's still it's still been recalled so like there's probably i don't know what those parameters are but i can only assume there's some kind of parameters that like you can't make changes to this this and this right until we say so so i'm sure that's it and and i also want to say under that same kind of umbrella is if something happens to that base and it's yours like peloton can't replace it cannot replace it while it's under recall so if your base dies unfortunately you're just going to have to wait until the new one comes out i know it's not what anybody wants to hear i'm just saying that is that is what we're living in right now is this kind of weird in between world yeah and it's not them just not giving a it's Mm -hmm. like they're Legally forbidden Yeah So they just can't Yeah And so You know The other thing is I know a lot of people Have talked about like uh, I have a rear guard solution For this thing All we gotta do Is slap it on there Mm, I have talked to enough Engineering type people At this point That I used to work in robotics I did I did I am under the impression that by adding a rear guard, the other thing that you have to worry about is those slats keep moving forward, obviously, mm-hmm. and then it could create a pinch point between the rear guard and where the slats are. So you've traded one set of problems for another. Exactly. Yeah. And so I can't imagine that they are that that the CPSC is going to be very forgiving of that. Like that's a whole nother issue that has to be addressed if that's even happening. And so that's something that that if if in fact is is happening as they try to design it that's something they're going to have to work around so it'll be really interesting to see what this final design looks like absolutely i think it's going to look very different but i think the takeaway here is largely positive which is that they have every intention of keeping the tread plus around that if you're if you have one you just bought yourself another full calendar year of, of before you have to make any sort of decision which also gives them more time to land on a final decision of what that correction is going to be and then you get to decide if that's good enough for you or if you you know if you or if you want to send it back or keep what you got so like i think overall this is really positive except i'm sure there are people who have returned it that wish they hadn't oh for sure i saw about a billion people post that but like that i mean that's that's the risk you take them not to be callous but no, like it's, a, I, it's a it's an unfortunate situation they made a decision based on the information they had right and i can certainly understand it's not like i never considered that same decision so i can certainly understand making it yeah but the, the thing is you got your full refund back right. and so you now have all that money whereas the rest of us don't have that money right but we have the tread so it's like you know you're trading you're you trading. were made whole yeah so exactly. it's, it's not like you returned it for you know a prorated amount like you you got your all your money back so it's it's like you had a free tread for two years and i mean at this point it's almost four oh, for some wow, people it's been that long yeah wow yeah because it was it was 2018 so okay. yeah yeah wow i just got it's hard but i get yeah covid yeah covid is like crazy you forget, like, you're like well you had the entirety of covid there's two years right there exactly oh, yeah, like covid just exactly time gets sucked down a hole yeah so i feel i feel much better having this because i i feel like it gives them more time the longer we have the better opportunity we have to get this fixed for reals and yeah. uh and for the whole category to be made whole so i think it's a good thing and i, and I just want to say one thing uh that i've seen kind of resurface the conversation about you know there's a lot of people that are saying well there's other treadmills on the market why are they picking on peloton and let me just say 
I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I always have. I, I have had engineering people tell me there are differences between the Peloton motor and like the Woodway motor. Something about that it's heavier, center of gravity makes it harder to stop, yada, yada, yada. I'm sure an engineer could tell you better than that. But my point is, it may not be as apples to apples comparison as it looks. But even if it isn't, I still think, I have always thought the CPSC is trying to make an example of Peloton and they did. Yeah. So that's that's always been my belief. And I continue to believe that in Daniel McKenna news. I uh, it's nice to have a headline that's not about Daniel McKenna this week, though. Huh? How about that? Everybody? Yes. I am. So. <laughs> I am all about it. Yeah. But, uh, so after we posted our episode last week, uh, some more information came out. Are you shortly before we posted it? Uh, I can't even remember the timeline. It is. And there was all the cold medicine for me. Yeah. But CEO Barry McCarthy was replying to people's direct emails Mm -hmm. to him about where and why they handled the Daniel situation. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Barry McCarthy has always since since he's been at Peloton has always answered people's emails. My understanding is since I've been talking about it, there's there are a lot more people that have found out his email address. It's it's not hard yeah, to they, find. Most like, companies have a formula that they use for their Well, Google and you can figure it out. Yeah. But at any rate, people, you know, they emailed about their upsetness that that Daniel was gone and the lawsuit in particular. And and Barry McCarthy said, thank you for emailing me. Daniel alleges behavior by Peloton, which, if true, would be abhorrent to our values. I would never let that happen, nor more importantly, with Jen Cotter, who runs the content team. But if you wanted a large monetary settlement, you might allege outrageous claims. Sometimes the world is not as it appears. And the armchair experts went wild. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, from what I hear from the attorneys that I know and have known for a long time and therefore trust because they are actually real people in my life, my understanding is that Yeah, it's very likely that the legal team was like, Barry, don't do that. But also, there's nothing in this letter that really does anything to their their case because... Basically, all he says is, we didn't do that. uh, He doesn't even say that. He, He really just says, like... He just says that... Well, he says, I would never let that happen. He he does. So he says, we didn't do that. And of course... The other side is going to say they didn't do that. So and I don't mean that like, so, and, but of course they'd say it, so it's bullshit. No. I'm just saying like, we still don't know. But of course, if you're in a legal situation, mm-hmm. you're going to say, no, we didn't. Like, it, he's not undermining anything. No. And, you know? and and for those who are saying like, oh, this is going to become part of discovery. Barry was already named in the suit. Like his yeah. his emails were already part of discovery and Jen Cotter's would already be part of discovery. So I don't think that anything there is part of the issue. And yeah, so that happened. Yeah. And <laughs> I uh, I just want to reiterate for people who may not have understood what I was saying last week. I think that we need to let all of the facts come out before we yeah. land on one side or the other. Uh, it's not really shocking to me that that Barry or anybody at Peloton would be like, hold on. I would like to get my side of the story out. Right. It's and also not shocking to me that just because Daniel put a claim out there does not mean that it's 100 percent true. Right. It doesn't mean it's not either. Right. It doesn't mean anything. It's a claim. There, there, there was no proof there at all yeah because it's not part of that's not where we are in the process that comes out later and i don't know if we'll even get to that point i still say this is going to arbitration next 
that's my guess as well. But who knows? And, and, and there are also people who thought it was odd that this is how they respond, not with a public statement, but just with emails that kind of work their way into the ecosystem in a clipout exclusive. <laughs> uh, and I don't necessarily even disagree, but like. I can't uh, explain know. why he did it other yeah. than if I were sitting in his place, I would probably want to do the same thing. I know for all the people that did yell at me, there were certainly people that I responded to that I probably shouldn't have wasted the energy on. Right. And I could see if I were being if somebody were coming at me saying this stuff and I felt it was not true, I could absolutely see defending myself, for even sure. if even if my legal team said don't. Yeah, I so. ab- I absolutely get the impulse. Yeah, yeah. I do, too. So I don't know. We'll see how it all turns out. It'll be interesting. I'm sure uh, it'll be months before this gets resolved one way or another, right? I would think, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as defending myself. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I also just want to say that there were a lot of people that did not believe that I had knowledge that that email from Barry was real. That you'd been duped. Yes. Someone a had lot of people felt that I just didn't. Um, poor little girl that just doesn't understand that how doesn't the internet un- works. Doesn't understand that Photoshop exists <laughs> and that that's the, you just saw, saw a thing and believed it. I did. Yeah. I did. Yes. I'm such a girl. Mansplain it to me, please. <laughs> Although there were a lot of women explaining yeah, to me also. That was so not that's that's really exclusive. not fair yeah. to blame that on men yeah but one of the people who doubted me and and let me just say that i appreciate i appreciate how they handled this absolutely because, for real uh yeah for real uh Brittany garcia uh she she was skeptical so instead of yelling at me she just decided to take matters into her own hands and yeah. she reached out to barry herself which and is a fair thought process right if absolutely. this is what barry's saying to people if i reach out to barry i should get a version of this and that would that's a fair litmus test So I also think that the way she handled it was good. And she said she posted on our clip out page that she emailed Barry too. So Barry linked to the clip out post on Instagram and said, Brittany, thank you for emailing. It's never easy to part ways with instructor. Here's what I've said publicly about the situation, Barry. And then he linked back to what I had posted on Instagram. So so he was kind enough to confirm that because people were skeptical. Yes. And it's it's understandable for everyone who was skeptical. Like, let me just say, I do not. Get it. I am not upset or yeah. mad that anybody was skeptical. I am upset and mad. I, w- I want to draw the difference between questioning me and being rude. There's yeah. a huge difference. Like, I, I get it. I get it that people would be skeptical of it. I really, really do. It is completely understandable. But at any rate, it was real. And that's where it is. I can't even say I understand it. Like, I, I'm not yeah. saying it was the right thing to do. There's a huge difference between thinking, wow, that's how I would have handled it. And that's how he handled it. For sure. So anyway, hopefully that's the last we'll have to talk about this story for a little bit. It'd be nice to uh, leave this behind us and let the next story just be a resolution. It would. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Yes. In unrelated news, no matter how much you want it to be related, Peloton's top human HR executive is leaving the company. Yes. Sherry Eaton, the chief people officer, is leaving. So I did not realize that this was technically the first hire that Barry made. He referred to her as the first hire. Now, Sherry Eaton was already at the company, but he elevated her to chief people officer. So that's why he called it his first hire. But she said that she was leaving to pursue a new endeavor. She her phone rang unexpectedly. And uh, she said that there was no bad blood and that, you know, she left it all in good terms. Now, 
a lot of people were very skeptical about that because of non-competes and in that world you have to not burn bridges i don't know maybe that's true maybe it's not yeah. all i know is that's the classy way to leave regardless of what the actual truth was well, i hope would, she left on good terms you would think an hr person would know to leave classy mm-hmm. but you would uh, you would but yeah, I mean, that's this is kind of where we're at with Peloton right now, right? Yeah. Where it's like someone leaves and doesn't say anything. Well, that must mean something awful. Someone leaves and says something awful. Well, that must mean something awful. Someone leaves and says something nice. Well, that must mean something that awful. That is where we are. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. that's called confirmation bias. Yes. And uh, <laughs> facts. Yeah. Hashtag facts. <laughs> so like, I think maybe we just accept some people at their work. I agree. I mean, I I think that in reality, what's going on is that there's going to be a lot of churn and some of it is going to be because because Barry wants a new set of people underneath him because he is the one in charge now. And some of these people are are seeing that there are opportunities out there. I mean, I don't know if anybody's been looking, but it's kind of a ripe market for people right now. So and and if she's if she was elevated, there's no reason to think that he's unhappy with her and is pushing her out the door. So I do kind of believe the version of events where it's just like, hey, somebody called me up with a better job and I took it. I don't know, but it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't matter one way or another. Yeah, that is also true. Because it's just like, well, this is far less upsetting than everything else has been. But some people are trying to link it to Daniel and and they're saying it's directly connected that she threw a fit and was like, I'm not doing this because you fired Daniel. I just don't think that's going to be a thing. I don't see an HR person storming out the door over one personnel decision. Nope. That's just... It's not really the way HR works. No. So, I mean, in my in my experience, HR has always been more for the company than for the actual human. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't. And I'm not saying that's even a bad thing. Like I understand the the need for it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we wish Sherry luck with her new endeavor. Absolutely. You like my fancy picture? It is fancy. It's totally not. Like, it's so terrible. This is what happens when I get the tread and I'm still wobbly from my workout. <laughs> so they have a new rating system. Well, it's the same rating system, okay. but they added a new added rating. Of um, caption quality. Yes, yes. So they've had this rating system, but they added captions to, they used to have just like the class overall, playlist, instructor, stream quality, difficulty, but now they've added caption quality. And this one was perfect. So... Five stars. Also, Jocelyn Thompson Rule tried to kill me in this class. And that's why I got rated a nine. Because I think that if you were going to be asked to do a fast run three times in a row for 90 seconds, you need to call that a nine. But it was all done in love. I, <laughs> I, I know that. And it, I am better for it. I am better for it. So this week, Peloton uh, released in the app a new questionnaire that allows you to Put in answers to questions and get personal workout recommendations. So I have included a couple of the questions. There were several. It's okay. like basically a little quiz. One of them is, what is your preferred workout intensity? So, of course, I said hi because... Right. You can't pick more beast. than <laughs> you can't pick more than one, and I really prefer to work out at all three of these, not just one. For different different times, different reasons. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. But I went ahead and said hi. Okay, so then you can go to the next picture. So then they ask about your fitness goals and I have several like I am just complex. Uh, (laughs) You are an enigma wrapped in a mystery wrapped in a riddle. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Not really. I just want everything all the time. All at once. Um, that wrapped was a movie. In, wrapped in a rush bowl. <laughs> so, oh God, I love those. Um, anyway, <laughs> increased endurance, uh, train for a race and gain muscle were the ones that I picked. So we have, just to recap, I have 
high intensity and I want to increase my endurance. Those don't, those don't go together. Just, just to be clear. <laughs> and so again, there were lots of questions, but those so you were trying to. to confuse it. No, I just, it's a lot of things I want to do. I think they need to say like, which is your top goal? Yeah. But anyway, and then after you've answered all of the questions, they give you a list of personal recommendations of these classes. And these are the top workouts for me. And it said, because you like stretching. And then it gave me a five minute post ride stretch with Emma Lovewell, which I thought was interesting. I don't know where they based it off of. I, yeah. I said, I like stretching, country music, pop music and alternative music. So maybe that's why. I really don't know why they yeah. chose this. This needs some work. Sure. Um, it's it's day one. You know, I'm not even complaining. I'm just not sure I understand it just yet. Yeah. The meditation I, journey was next. I also wonder if it's still learning. Like if it's a system where as more people answer questions... It'll it, get better. It'll get better. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got to it's got to have data to go off of. So you so it gave you it gives you three different recommendations and then you can bookmark those classes. I like that at, that they added that in. That's yeah. really smart. And you can go back and change your answers at any time. So you could do this over and over again to get different suggestions, which I probably will do. Uh, so I really like where they're headed with this. I did not feel like it really was all that helpful for me specifically, just because I think I, like you said, Tom, I wasn't purposely trying to confuse it, but I do think I did confuse it by right. saying things like, I would like to increase my endurance and I would like to have a class at 60 to 90 minutes but then i also said i want high intensity because you don't want to do that for 60 to 90 minutes. right so i'm glad that you can change it later mm -hmm. because that's always my thing like whenever whenever like spotify is like or whatever is like what do you want more of this artist or, and i'm like well i mean i don't like that song but i like that artist yeah. and i or i like that song but i don't like that artist generally and i'm like what is it if i say yes what am i teaching it yeah <laughs> Exactly. I, exactly. I I'm an overthinker. Yeah. So, so am I. <laughs> Clearly, I wanted to choose every single option on every single page. So I think that says a lot. So I, I like where they're headed with it. You know, Barry had talked about this was something that was important to him to give personal recommendations. So yeah. it's neat to see it starting to come to life. The Netflixification mm -hmm. of Peloton. Peloton. Yeah. You came across an interesting article from us too. Com, and they are the makers of Lane Break. Yeah, I loved this website. I thought it was so cool because they made the game. They designed the game. And I loved seeing that they had like this artwork in there. It was kind of like behind the scenes. I felt like I was like watching a behind the scenes thing at Disney World. Yeah, it was really neat because they had all this artwork. Like if you keep scrolling, there's like really cool artwork that they showed where they had put it together. So they had like how the conception art, which I love seeing. And uh, they talked about like how it was something totally new for them to use the bike as the actual controller and yeah. the resistance knob. So it was really neat just to hear how they they thought it through and how they tested it. It was I just love behind the scenes stuff. So this was right up my alley. Yeah, it, it was very interesting. I know you've really uh, come to enjoy your lane breaks. I really have. I really, really love it. And uh, I think it's really cool that that DJ John Michael has such a, a large hand in picking the music for it. He has an ear for music and he he picks a lot of really cool stuff. There was also an interesting post this week about something you've been wanting to do, which is how to block the weirdos. Yeah, really just one. But uh, yeah, there's a... Well, it's just one now, but it seems that when it comes to weirdos, there's always another one just around the corner. Faux show. Um, but yeah, there, this person posted over on the OPP, so that's why that's where this image is coming from. I feel like that's a 
I mean, there's 500,000 people in the group, so I feel like it's okay to share that. Yeah, Um, that's pretty public. (laughs) But they talked about the issue is that this person is following them. And then whenever they go to the different classes, this person follows them into the classes. Now, you can hide your profile. You can say it's not public. But if if you happen to take classes that this person takes, they can still find you. It is not difficult to find somebody and that's what my creeper does but the interesting thing about this you're showing the second screenshot and that's okay because this this has the part that i wanted to talk about a group member ashley chow said that she had had the same issue maybe this is the same person that posted it i don't know anyway this person keeps sending her follow requests so she reached out to peloton support and unlike with my issue (laughs) they could block this guy from her and so now this person can no longer search her on their end so they can do it interesting also the employee went on to say that they are working on adding a blocking option now let me be clear i have heard a lot of these things from employees over the years and a lot of them never happen so let me be clear like the sexy people filter it never happened it's still waiting but in all seriousness customer service agents do not always know what's actually happening so i am not putting all of the stock in this but i will say it would be really really cool if Peloton would do this because you should be able to block people who are harassing you. Making your profile private doesn't do it because if they hang out in classes they know you go to all the time, like my Jen Sherman Sunday morning, they just come and they show up and they look for you and then they high five the shit out of you because they know it annoys you. Yeah. So that's not really a great solution. They need a better one. And I can't believe with all the celebrities that do it, they don't have it. I bet you it's different for celebrities. I bet you if I was a celebrity, I would have some pull and I could be like, stop this creeper. But I don't because I'm not. Maybe one day. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that uh, I don't think I'll ever be Beyonce. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be a big fat no. That's good because the pressure on me to be Jay-Z at that point would be just insurmountable. I think we're safe, Tom. Yes. I think we're very safe. Just don't have it in. (laughs) It's too exhausting. Yes. I have like 117 problems. (laughs) And a bitch is all of them. (laughs) <laughs> wow I hope I'm not the bitch No Okay That's, That's why we're here Okay We gotta clarify these things Otherwise, I just thought it was implied I mean I didn't realize you were concerned I don't know if you've been paying attention to the internet But people twist things <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that was contagious <laughs> So Forbes has an article about uh, Peloton users Or potential Peloton purchasers being worried about should they be concerned about the future of the company before they embark on their Peloton journey? Here is the short answer. No. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's a huge, it's a huge, huge IP at this point. Somebody's going to buy them. I mean, if it went under tomorrow, there would be somebody that buy it. It, it, it. Yeah. Those instructors are too popular. Somebody would scoop it up. It may not look the way it, it looks now. It might not look exactly the way it looks now, but like it's not going anywhere. But also, I don't think... They're in danger of going anywhere. I know the stock price isn't where they want it to be. But, you know, I think when you need to get concerned is when you start seeing an exodus of instructors. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so far, that has not occurred. Right. And and I mean, I know people aren't happy about the Daniel McKenna thing. They're never going to be happy when an but, instructor leaves. But though. that's not driven by we're out of money and we can't pay people anymore. Right. Yeah. On the Daniel McKenna thing, 
just one last little tidbit on that. And that is just that people keep bringing up to me and I keep forgetting to mention this on the show that when we had our tarot card reader on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Erica McLean. She talked about that a male tread instructor would be leaving in a, in the fall over a disagreement with management. God damn. She nailed that. Yeah, that's... It is fall. He it is. Daniel is male. He was on the tread, and it is definitely a disagreement with management. Yes, <laughs> I mean all of those things are true. I have to say, I have never been a believer, but she she is making me question things. Yeah, she is. <laughs> She's definitely stuck the landing on a few things. She has. But anyway, the Forbes article. I, oh, I feel like sorry, it, yeah, no, getting okay. back to that. Feels like it goes on to say a lot of the same stuff, which it is does. like it. Th- this is gonna be around, and you're gonna be fine, and like don't let that hold you back. Yeah, I hope people don't let that keep them from buying things. I'm really not worried about it. And I mean, that's easy. It, it, and people who say that's easy for me to say, it's, I mean, I probably have more financial than the average person yeah. wrapped up in Peloton because sure. I have the Tread Plus, which was not cheap. I have the Bike Plus. I already had the bike. Uh, not to mention, I have the rower on order and the guide. Well, I didn't buy the guide. So and you have stock. And stock, yeah. And a show based around Yes. It. So... so yeah, but uh, yeah, not I, this is this is not a thing we've ever lost sleep over. No, not, not ever. And I will also say one more thing. There's a lot of people that are posting a lot of really negative things and like everything that Peloton does. It used to be everything Peloton did. People assumed was good, including yeah. myself. And now it's kind of swung the other direction, like a really bad pendulum where yeah. now everything they do is looked at like it's automatically bad, right. whether it is or it isn't. It's gone from Peloton can do no wrong to Peloton can do no right. Yeah. So I, I would just say if you're really that worried about the company, how about just take a deep breath and stop posting hateful things like I'm not saying don't question them. I'm not saying don't be critical thinker. Not saying that at all. You should be a critical thinker and you should you should look at the big picture of what's happening here. The big picture is Peloton is not only a huge company, but they have, uh, like you said, Tom, all of these huge instructors and a lot of a lot going for them. They also have a lot of cash in the bank. And if if all of these things that they are doing, any of them work We are headed in the right direction. It is not going to be over quickly. It is not going to be a slam dunk, but they are working hard on it. And I think that if we just if we all could just collectively support them, we would be helping. I'm not saying that's going to fix everything or that we should be blindly supportive. But I also think that maybe we've gone too far in the other direction. So just a thought. And to that end. Oh, yeah. Although a lot of people did not like this article. Yeah. Well, of course not, because it said something positive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to your point. Yeah. But uh, Seeking Alpha had an article just talking about that this particular writer is bullish on Peloton and he thinks there's lots of things there to like and that, no, it will never be $150 a share like during the pandemic. But like they've got tons of revenue coming in from all these subscriptions. And like there there are there are positive things about Peloton that people lose sight of yeah and and let me just say i agree with people who were like this guy is looking 10 years out we cannot look at that okay yeah. that's fine that's yeah. fair totally fair none of us know what's going to happen in 10 years because geez louise but, the pandemic taught us nothing <laughs> except <laughs> for that tarot card reader. <laughs> she might be the only she, one yes. um but besides erica mclean none of us know what's going to happen in 10 years and i think that the important takeaway that i had from this is amazon Dick Sporting Goods, all of these things that they're doing, this is good. We're headed in the right direction. Yeah. They're 
making sure they have more than just one revenue stream. That is smart. That is what we want. Yeah. So good luck to Peloton. And you know what's not heading in the right direction? Though? What's that? The person in charge of stock photos over at Seeking Alpha. Oh, my God. I know. I know. And, Why and is this person not on a Peloton bike? Not only not on a Peloton, but they're on some sort of I will tell you bike why. contraption that looks like Curly from the Three Stooges would have used it. It's, like, it's actually this is a training bike, and I will tell you why. This is very simple, and I'm so glad you brought this up on the show because I am so tired of seeing people <laughs> ask me this question over and over again. All it is is that when you there are like all these image databases yeah. whenever you're putting these things together. So when you type in something like cycling, yeah, exercise <laughs> bike. There you go. But you're writing an article about a but, brand. But the thing is, the person putting the picture in doesn't even read it. Which is why it's not the person who wrote the article. The person who wrote the article is not necessarily yeah. the person who does. Oh, this I know. But it's, that's why Seeking Alpha needs a better stock photo. Okay. They they do. Mm-hmm. They do. Like, yeah. But it's not just Seeking Alpha. Like yeah. these group. I have seen so many articles, including I think Forbes was like that, too. I don't maybe Forbes had a Peloton, but there have been others in the last couple of weeks that did not use a Peloton when talking about Peloton. Yeah, that's crazy talk. It is. And it's and it's large outlets, too, not just small ones. A visit from the Peloton Prophet. So there is some scuttlebutt about voice commands. Yes, yes. Uh, it has come to my attention that uh, that the the guide might at some point be able to use voice commands to do things like search for things. Oh. Like I was going to be like, okay, Peloton, make my butt smaller. Oh, I thought you were looking for your sexy filter. Oh. Oh. No, I don't have a need for sexy filter because one, I don't use Peloton. Two, you're the only sexy person I need. So you can use search queries in theory that are things like the fitness category. So you could be like, show me 20 minute strength classes. Uh Uh, You could say, show me all five minute classes that target biceps. Um, Or you could even say difficulty level of like beginner, intermediate, advanced. My understanding also is that if you leave out the mention of a fitness category, like maybe you didn't say strength, then Mm -hmm. it's just always going to default to strength. Again, this would just be for the guide. Also, mm, let's let's remember that uh, everything that gets tested does not get shown to the public. So it doesn't always make it right. to the final round of us actually using it. But that'd be really cool if it did, because I, I will say that they did just redo their software, uh, voice recognition software, like they mm-hmm. did an update to it on the guide. I've been using it for yoga a lot lately, and I really like that I can bring things up pretty quickly. Like uh, the other day, I got a phone call right in the middle of yoga, and I was like, okay, Peloton, pause. And it did. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and you can change the weights whenever you're using it for strength. You can be like, okay, Peloton, change it from 15 pounds to 20 pounds and it's like that it's smooth as silk it works really really well i am actually shocked how well it does work so pretty cool yeah yeah man there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them i would agree so what do we do about that (laughs) well that's where gooder comes in their sunglasses are 25 dollars each so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. This psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She was a five-year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and sports psychology for USA Gymnastics. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thanks for joining us. I have a question from one of our Clipout listeners. This is something that I've heard a lot, and I and I think that you can identify with it too. It's from Tana Phi Henry. I hope that I did not just butcher her name. She is trying to sort out how much of which activity to do. Cycling, walking, light weightlifting, stretching, and meditation are her go-tos, but how much of each and when? Oh, the perennial question. Yeah. Look, I always recommend that people work with a sports physiologist, a trainer, someone to kind of who's objective and, and is well versed in this stuff. You, Crystal, are the perfect example since you've really studied this. So you can really help people. So people, everybody call Crystal. <laughs> but, She's got nothing but time. <laughs> but really finding that balance, both physically and emotionally. Like I know there's some people who can run on the tread seven days a week and more power to them. I I admire them. I bow down to them. Mm -hmm. I would be so burnt out for me. Like I alternate tread days and spin days. And I look forward to one day also adding in a row day. (laughs) That's another story. Very soon, very soon. (laughs) Exactly. But so really being able to alternate because also one of the things and, and Crystal, you can speak to this is 
you don't want to injure yourself. That repetitive motion, and especially running, and especially depending on where you are in your fitness journey, if you are a newer runner, there's a real tendency to overdo it. And that's really one of the worst things that you can do because then you overdo it, you get injured, and then you're out for the count. You can't do anything. And it creates a really negative association. So making sure that you have that balance and uh, Tom is going to argue, but he won't even argue, he just won't do it, <laughs> but stretching beginning and end of your workout, injury prevention is, is really a key thing. And also mentally speaking, being able to, and it sounds like she already does uh, yoga meditations, which is mm-hmm. great, but really making sure that you are having that balance, not just physically, but also mentally, you know, that there are some days that maybe it's your harder workout, some day it's your lighter workout, some day it's, you know, the class or the instructor that you always look forward to, or maybe you have a favorite ride or a favorite run or a favorite walk that you do, that you have kind of your fail safes and your, your classes that okay, on a hard day, I can take that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you you do have to kind of think about not only what do you want to do, but what is good for you. And and I think I think sometimes that in and of itself is hard, just kind of coming up with you need to be motivated. So you want to do the things you want to do, but you also need to do the things that are good for you. And sometimes you're not motivated to do the things that are good for you. And that's hard. Like yeah, Tom and stretching. And stretching is the perfect example because a lot of the time people, Tom, um, <laughs> are so busy building muscle or focusing on cardio that either they don't value it or they don't have the patience for it. And, and I've been, look, I've been really pushing yoga and stretching on Eric. <laughs> How's and, it going? I'm not well, not well at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep posted. I'm hoping he, he, at least what I've gotten from him is he admits he knows he needs it and it would be good for him. I mean, that's something. So I I think mentally he's there on the same page about the necessity of it. It's just making the time and being willing to do it. And he's very much like an athlete's mentality. Like if you're not pushing yourself, like it's not enough. And I think that we can all fall into that kind of mentality. And we have to be really careful because that's a way to get injured or burned out. For sure. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I do the beginning stretches, but I don't do the stretches at the end. By the end, I'm like, I'm bored and I want to be done. And I just, yeah. I, so you're I halfway there. That. You're halfway yeah, that there. That does yeah. make me feel better. You know? <laughs> and, and I do recommend experimenting with a five minute stretch at the end, just five, because that, that's way more tolerable. Because I know a lot of the time I finish my workout and I'm like, I am mentally done. And the idea of a 10 minute stretch, I can't do it. Like I just, I can't even, sometimes I feel like I can't stand up or like sit up for that long. So like I've got my go-to, like Chelsea's five minute pigeon yoga is my, I can't stand up. I know my hips need a stretch. I just ran, I just cycled. That's my go-to. And it's a good one. Pigeon stretch after running is a very, very good one. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that. Um, until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on all my social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And also in Style Magazine, I have a weekly column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen that comes out every Wednesday. Instructors in the news. 
Matt Wilpers was on the Allie on the Run podcast. Yes, I love Allie. So if you don't know Allie, first of all, she was one of our guests a while back. Mm -hmm. But also, she has gotten to interview many, many of the Peloton instructors. And she is doing... A whole, I think it's like three different live shows for the New York City Marathon in New York. But this week she got to do a one-on-one with Matt and they talked all about his wedding planning, running a coaching business and all kinds of stuff like that. In addition, Allie is going to be doing an episode coming up all about the New York City Marathon. She was taking questions for it over on her Instagram that you could put anything in to ask about it. So for anybody who is preparing, you're going to be going to it. This is a great time to do it. So learn about Matt. And while you're there, go find out about some the New York City Marathon. And while we're talking about Matt, he had a fun Instagram post from his cousin's wedding. <laughs> him and his sister showing off their height or lack (laughs) thereof (laughs) it's adorable this image is not funny to describe but it is hilarious to see it has three of his cousins and they are holding matt and his sister up by their shoulders like they're all linking shoulders but matt and his sister are about a foot and a half off the ground and it's really really cute (laughs) so i was really glad that he shared that that's cute feel your pain You guys are about the same height. If I think I remember so. Correctly. Yeah, <laughs> we got the same haircut, and uh, that's where the similarities end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we were both on the both on the first episode of the clip out. Oh, there, one so, more, one yeah. more. <laughs> Bex Gentry uh, shared a pregnancy update. Instagram post. Yeah, she's been doing her kind of like journal of being pregnant and she's done first trimester, second trimester, and now she is on the third trimester. And it's incredible that she is already there. And, you know, for people who are not keeping track, I just want to remind everyone, Jess King and Bex Gentry are due on the same day. (laughs) (laughs) So it will be really interesting. I think they're taking bets to see who's going to go first. (laughs) And Emma Lovewell uh, had a post from Bex Gentry's baby shower. Yeah. And I will say a lot of the instructors posted this. This just happened to be the first one that I came across. Yeah. But, but Austin, who is Bex Gentry's significant other, mm-hmm. he put together a surprise baby shower for Jess King and Bex Gentry. And well, it can't um, be too much of a surprise. She knows she's pregnant. The the shower. Oh, okay. The shower was the surprise. And Anna Greenberg was there with her baby Noah. So they had there was a picture of all three mamas together and if you know obviously we still have chelsea she just had her baby but uh, too soon to come out too soon to come out like, yes. she should not be out with that baby just yet she needs to sleep because yes. <laughs> speaking of chelsea she also had <laughs> she had the funniest post she said uh she has a picture of her laughing and says when they ask if you've been getting enough sleep since the baby arrived that it's like a maniacal laugh yes <laughs> you'll you'll never get enough sleep again you know, that's just how that works it's true because yes. even after they stop start sleeping then you start worrying about other things and you yes. get no sleep for other reasons it just cycles it does yeah. it does but uh great post love it Robin Arzan spoke at the Wells Fargo Women in Leadership Summit this week. She did. She got to talk about women in leadership and uh, she gave a shout out to LaShonda for moderating. I thought it was pretty cool that this is another one she did. Well, somebody sent me a list apparently that these there's like a database out there of people you can have come speak mm-hmm. at your company. So um, yeah, there's, there's speaking engagement companies that, yes, that yes. And you can you can go and shop who different motivational speakers celebrities authors things like that yeah yeah very cool so i got to to look in at this and wells fargo they had to pony up 
the live fee, if you want her to be there live, it's a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars. Now I will say uh-huh. as someone who yes, please, gets please, emails like us. this, because as a counter promoter, I get people trying to sell me speaking engagement stuff too, because a lot of venues do both. We don't, but we'll also say this is what they're asking for. Doesn't mean they get it. Doesn't mean they get it. And and then there are certainly times when maybe they like a particular cause. So if you see them speaking for like a charity, that doesn't necessarily mean the charity paid them $200,000. The charity might have paid them less or nothing if it's something that they're super into. So there, there's a lot of flexibility in speaking engagement. It's kind of like it's kind of like MSRP on a car. Yeah. <laughs> or even with bands, like if a band oh. pr- plays a private gig, they get one kind of money. If they do just what we call a hard ticket, which is like they're coming to the Staples Center, they get another price. If they're doing like a festival, they're getting a different price. So it's there's all sorts of flexibilities here. Which also explains why there's even on this there's such a wide margin. For like sure. it doesn't say a hard number. It gives you a range and yes. it's a very large range. Like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars range is a lot of range. I will also say if you come to them as Wells Fargo and say you want to hire Robin Arzon, you're probably getting a different quote than if you come to them as like Joe's bait and tackle. <laughs> right? They know Wells Fargo's got deep pockets and so they're like, okay, here's the number for them. Well, other instructors that are listed that you can have come to your speaking engagement are Cody Rigsby, Jess Sims, Toon Day, and I believe there were other instructors or other employees as well, like Jen Cotter is listed also. Yeah. And some of them have fees and some of them don't. Robin has the largest asking fee. We will just okay. put it that way. So Good for her. Absolutely. And that makes sense. It does make sense. She's yeah. the VP of content or something like that. I always get it wrong, but she's yeah. VP of something. And, uh, and she's and, been there since the beginning. Yeah. And she came in with a very well-established established brand she'd already had a, a book mm-hmm. and so it's like it it makes total sense that she would be pulling down serious money for absolutely stuff. so good for her i was speaking of robin yeah she launched a uh, swagger society now if anyone could explain what it is yeah no one can and here's why it, it hasn't been announced just yet okay um so if you're curious about what it is go to swagger society.io this is considered to be a web three initiative No, I I don't know what that means. I don't know what it is either. So I went to look it up. Okay. I just know it's the latest generation of the internet. So here's all I know is what I read on the Wikipedia. And even people in the computer world, the, the, the computer nerds out there, there's a lot of debate over what Web3 is and if it's even actually a real thing. Like a lot of people Wait, say, what? yeah, like not like so it's it has to do is with it just like, marketing. It has that. Some people say that they're like, this is just a, a, putting a new spin on an old thing like this isn't really a thing. And other people are like, no, 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 it's very different. And it comes. It's about data decentralization and in cryptocurrencies and blah, blah, blah. And other people are like, that's just all bunk. So I don't I still don't get it. But it sounds like a lot of people who are really into this sort of stuff, they don't get it either or they don't agree on yeah (laughs) so and a lot of people do think it's a real thing like i'm not saying that this is isn't real or that what she's doing is a scam i'm just saying not a scam no i'm saying what the idea of web 3 and exactly what that means is very much in flux and still kind of being defined in a lot of people it's a very fluid situation yeah some people are really into it and some people give it side eye which you know same thing's true of peloton so can you click on home or jobs now you couldn't at the time I'm just curious. This wouldn't even open for me at work. 
That's interesting. Before those links weren't there. Yeah. Uh, they didn't say home or jobs. And now it has that. And if when you click on learn more, what happens is it takes you to a form and you fill it out. And then in theory, you will get an email. But I never did. My guess is they haven't they completely haven't done launched it. Yeah. it yet. So it's just not out there. But it's called the First Lifestyle Membership Club in Web3. So we are going to learn together. I'm all over this. I will be <laughs> telling everybody what it is just as soon as we know. We will report back. <laughs> And by we, of course, I mean Crystal. Yeah, I'll even spend money on it. I'm curious. You got me. You got me. My question marks are all over the place. I got to know. At least to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Not stay there. We'll see. I don't know. Logan Aldridge had a really cool post on Instagram of him lifting weights. But he's amazing. But a barbell like just just a reminder for those of you who maybe now don't remember he's got one arm and, and he so is, he's doing a barbell lift with one arm just the balance on the something balance like exactly and this is the squat snatch you know i hate that word squat but, no oh not that one and uh <laughs> I'm a big fan of it <laughs> you started this so anyway back to logan okay uh he he's amazing to watch like his his power and like the balance like you said it's just really yeah. cool it shows so much more than just like i'm lifting weights it's pretty cool you know the only thing i could think the whole time i'm watching this video is that like, big ass fan no oh. i was thinking well like what did it look like the first time i know well this, hopefully right? he started with something a little lighter but yeah, how do you get confidence to put right? that much over your head? Yeah, because these are Olympic lifts. These are not. Yeah. This is not like a ten pound barbell. Like th- there, there are weights on this. Yeah. There are big plates. I mean, I don't know how many weights, how, how much weight it is. It doesn't matter to me because it's yeah. impressive. Right. But uh, yeah, I was just like there was a day like where he hadn't done this yet, where he was like, "Today I will try this." Yeah. I wonder well, how that went. I hope he had spotters. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't even know how you can spot for something like that. They like have people with like your. You know. But I mean, like he's got the way he has to like pull that up so fast, one handed. If the balance, if you've got two hands, like you might not have the strength, but it's not going to go careening to one side or the other. No, most that's likely. a good point. But but with just one, like you also have to just be perfectly balanced. So it's like it's it's impressive to watch. It is impressive to watch so yeah that's why it's here i tell you what that logan aldridge he's a cool dude i just thought this was a cool video yeah and while we're talking about logan he had uh life hacks i'm sure he gets lots of questions sometimes you know sometimes maybe inappropriate or or rude even if people have the heart in the right place or just the same thing over and over again right but uh he has a little video here about how he cuts his nails. Yeah. And and he's like, this is how you do it with one hand. And then he goes through and shows it how he like puts it underneath his foot and then he does it. And it's it's really cool. It also reminded me of our babysitter that we had. Yeah. Tisha. Tisha. Tisha because Just a reminder to people that aren't longtime listeners. We've mentioned in the past, but it's been a long time. It has been a very long time. Yeah, we, we had a babysitter with no arms. We did. We did. Yeah. And uh, everybody was safe. It was all good. She was great. She was an awesome. She was actually awesome on babysitter. Tosh point oh. She was. Yeah. She was. And like. The things that she figured out to do, yeah. I, I just don't know that I'm that resourceful. I mean, I, I know that necessity is the mother of invention, so yeah. I, but I am just so impressed by people who are just like, yeah, but I want to do this. Let me figure right. out a way. Like, I, I'm just so impressed by that. So See, I would just be like, I guess I just bite my nails. I know, right? Like, that's uh, nobody can even yell at me for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but she's she's like, no, no. Yeah. And and Logan, he's like, I will I will show you. Here's how you do it. Yeah. And look at those nails. They're and clean. Absolutely. I mean, and that Logan, is like I'm not, a perfect I'm, cut. I'm not trying to take away from your accomplishment because it's great that you figure out things like this. But, 
You make Peloton money now. Go get a manicure. <laughs> well, I think it's cool that he didn't. <laughs> and I love that Paralympics, they posted Paralympics admin does the exact same thing, but they usually sit on the floor in front of the TV. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. Emma Lovewell posted some pictures from her trip to Japan. She did. And this one cracked me up because she said, the next time you think about skipping an interval in my class, remember this photo exists. Yeah. She's got her samurai sword out. Yeah, she's full on samurai. <laughs> She'll cut a bitch. <laughs> Better do what she tells you to do. Yeah. Do not cross Emma Lovewell or you will get crossed with a big sword. Mm-hmm. But she she posted a lot over the last couple of weeks uh, on her trip to Japan, and she had a full recap of her trip that went out in her newsletter. So if you haven't gotten that yet, you haven't signed up for her newsletter, and you want to know all about her trip, then definitely sign up for her newsletter. Very cool. Christine D'Ercole had a Instagram post about the stories we tell ourselves. Yeah, but it's not just that. If you uh-huh. scroll down, you will see that this is a word shop. And she hasn't done one of these in a while that okay. I know of. But this one is the this is the first word shop retreat called Words Work. And it is taking place in Costa Navarino, Greece. Whoa. 26 people are doing a progression of four word shops that are designed to dive deep in the inner monologues that we say to ourselves. And she's been doing these for a very long time. And that's where I am, I can, I will, I do comes from. So very cool that she is there and that is happening. And it looks like there are upcoming word shops and retreats happening. And you can go to her Instagram link. The link is in the bio if you want to check it out. Selena Samuela posted uh, some video from her wedding. She did. So obviously she's been married for a little while now. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know this is kind of old news, but the video was just so pretty and it like showed everything up close. It looks like, like it, scenes from a movie. It does. It's just gorgeous. It's like absolutely gorgeous. The colors and everything. And it was just a really nice video. And I thought for people who maybe didn't want to flip through a People magazine, they just wanted to see, you know, the highlights. Yeah. That this might be a good way to do that. So wanted to share that it was out there. Very cool video. And speaking of uh, Selena Samuela, she has to uh, step away from boxing for now. Yeah, she is eight months along. So it's coming up quick. And uh, she was saying that she can't do her boxing workouts right now. So she's not going to be releasing new boxing content for a few months. But she will be back for more. Obviously, there are still lots of boxing content on demand. And she will still be on the tread and on strength every live every Friday at 9 a.m. And she says that you should not be fooled by her pregnant belly because the classes are still hard AF. <laughs> so when does she do? Well, apparently a month from now. Okay. So this time's out, right? She could maybe release the next one on December 26th. Oh. Because it's Boxing Day. Well, I'm pretty sure the studio will be closed. But they could have one ready to go. They, they could. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that they will. <laughs> and Rad Lopez is still out there doing his boxing content. So maybe he'll do it. He can step up. She's making a baby. Good yeah. Lord. Give her a break. Well and good. Talk to Kindle Tool in an article title. I've always... I, I hate titles like this. I know. It's really I just go on and on. But it says, I've always been afraid that I didn't have the right body for cycling. So I talked to a Peloton instructor and this is what she said on a Thursday in March <sighs> at around 9 a.m. We went out for breakfast. We had a light brunch. It's like then, uh, it's like the title to the Fiona Apple album. I know, right? 1997. It's like, it's like 
<laughs> article titles shouldn't have a subplot. That's all I'm saying. I know. Yeah. I know. And I, and I do agree, by the way. And just to be clear, the person who writes the article is not the person who comes up with the title. So let's yes. not forget that. But she talked about how she is a larger woman. She's not super thin. And so she talked to Kendall Toole about that. And Kendall Toole gave her some talking points uh, to kind of reframe how to start with things like beginner classes and be gentler on yourself to get yourself in a better place and feel enjoy the class like because at the end of the day you should be enjoying the class and just not worry about where everybody else is and that's what it all comes down to if you ask me and that is one of the upsides of something like peloton is you don't have that pressure of going out in public if that brings you anxiety like i like i have it like when like i use the tonal but when we're on when we're traveling and they're like, oh, just go to the hotel gym. Hard pass. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Nope. I'll sit around. I'll run around and do cardio stuff in, in the hotel room, but I'm not going to that gym and touching a weight. You just you don't like the no. feeling. You don't want to like, be judged. I just like I don't belong here. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as bad as you have it in your head, but I get it. I do. Cody Rigsby has free self-care ideas that he talks to elite daily. This is part of a. uh it's just an ad, right? It's an ad. Yeah. It's, I mean, hey, we, we have ads, so I'm not not on ads. No, but, but it's not really an article. That's all I meant. Yeah, That's all like I it's, meant. yeah, like it's 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 that time with uh, credit karma that he's been doing. We had a story about that last week that was in People. Yeah. And so now he's out there with tips for ways to. No, it's it's actually smart marketing. Yeah. Um, the way that they're doing this, they're kind of taking these pieces and mm-hmm. and putting them out there in lots of places. So you could take one thing, and this is a great way to use one thing for right. many pieces of content. For anyway. Sure. Sorry, I digress. So, yeah, the bottom line is he talks about self-care and why it's important. And I think he has talked about that in other stuff. So I don't even know that this is really new. But And I will say it's it's nice to talk about like freeways because so many times self-care tips are things that are going to cost you money. Yeah. And this one is like build in a meditation. Take some yeah. time for yourself. Like these are things that are very easy to do, like Tom said, for free. Yeah. So it is nice. Tobias or Tobias. We're not sure. We're still unsure. Yeah. Heinz is uh, three weeks out. Three weeks till his big climb. Uh, And so he is training. And this week he was a weekend in Snowdonia National Park in Wales. That sounds like in Wales. That sounds like it should be in Narnia. I know. (laughs) I am so like obsessed with this journey. Like I think it is so, so cool. And the video, like just the pieces that he shows also look like it could have been part of like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's amazing. But at any rate, Snowdonia. National Park, Wales. He's there training. You know, that's how he does. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So there was an in-store appearance on Tuesday from Alex and Ash in New Jersey. Yes. Alex and Ash are two of the three brand new rowing instructors that Yeah, we have. if you're not up on your rowing instructors, but you're a Peloton fan, you're probably like, who the hell are Alex and Ash? That is why I yeah. said. So they were at a store, what, Boston? New Jersey. New Jersey? Yeah. Okay. Well, at any rate, um, okay. So one of one of one of our listeners uh went oh. and they gave me all the DL. Apparently oh. this was not a very heavily like publicized event. Okay. So there were only like ten people there. So they got a lot of one on one time with oh, Alex sweet. and Ash. So that's that's really, the really upside cool. of going something like that. It really is. Um okay, so here's the deal though. Alex is going to be competing 
at this. Uh, okay, this is a rowing event. Now, I'm about to say a bunch of words that I really don't know the meaning of. Okay. Um, the head of Charles Regatta. I just I feel so so snooty saying regatta. Yeah, like you you sent me this in text of like what you're about to read, and I was mm-hmm. just like, did you have a stroke? Did you like did you pass out and fall on your keyboard? What are you typing to be right now? Head of the Charles Regatta. <laughs> like I just feel like you need a certain voice to say those words. Like Thurston Howell the Third. Yes, I need an ascot. Okay, but anyway, in all seriousness, this is very cool because Peloton is actually a sponsor. So if you can go there, you absolutely should because it's like this weekend. I think it's on the 23rd. It's all weekend long, but Alex is going to be competing. There is a Peloton boat. (laughs) How cool is that? A Peloton boat. (laughs) They're going to be rowing. So also interesting, just a little tidbit, hydro. Hydro dropped out. They were a sponsor and no longer are there. Like, did they like? Did they like not? Did they run out of money? Did they not want to show up because Peloton was there? And now they're mad. Don't know. Interesting. These are just things I hear. Yeah, just little things. But uh, Peloton, like I said, is sponsoring. There is going to be a Peloton tent. You never know. Might be some cool swag there. Yeah. Alex is going to be there. I don't know if Ash is going to be there or not. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure about Katie either. But anyway, uh, Alex will be competing on 1023 in event 59. It takes off at 107. He will be in the champions under four plus for men under team WKMR Peloton. Yeah, okay. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Apparently, he will be in bow 59. WKMR, it's a... Uh all your classic rock hits for Rhode Island. <laughs> Port Charles. Yes. Um, Charles Head. I don't know. But uh, also, Ooh, he will be in Bow Bo 59. I tell you this because you can live stream this. It's being live streamed. So if you want to see Alex compete in the Peloton boat, go check it out. There's also another Peloton boat for the men's doubles, not the four, four team. And I have no idea who these people are that are in it. But... Alex will be in seat three, bow 59. It's not boat. It's bow. I learned that today. You know why they call it a bow? Because they're, they're busy people. They don't have time mm-hmm. to say boat. They nope. say bow. No, nope. that's not why. Oh. No, it's a good guess, but no. Because apparently they put the numbers on the bow. And so they call it bow 59. Oh. I had somebody explain. This. I knew none of this. No. So, yeah. Rowing, turns out, is like. That's a very um, that's a very northeastern thing. Well, we don't yeah. we don't have rowing here. Well, we're gonna row in a river, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. So like it's all foreign to me. It's like a right. whole different language. Seat three on the starboard side. I don't know what side that is. We don't have boats. I mean, we have boats on the water. You get in and you drink a beer. That's what we do yeah. here. I don't we, know what any of this stuff is. Nobody's starboarding. And, that's different. Yeah. Well, but I mean, you can do both. You can fish out of a boat, but I couldn't tell you what a starboard and no. port side and side port. I don't know what any of that stuff is. I, just, I know they always say it when we're on a cruise. Yes. And, and I pay like, zero attention. And I still have no idea. Which way are the fishes going? Yeah. Which way are the Mickey heads going? That's, that's all that I need to all know. we know. Yeah. So... Yeah, And also, if you're looking for in-store appearances, uh, Matt Wilpers and Katie Wang have one coming up. Yes. When was that one? It's like the 29th. I don't have the... It, yeah. How it, did we not have this up? I don't understand what happened. I don't know if I forgot to include the link or I thought there was a picture and there isn't. But uh, <laughs> but it was but it was it was this month, but coming up in like a week or a week and a half. Okay. Coming soon. Yes. <laughs> Be on the lookout. <laughs> Great job reporting Tom and Crystal. <laughs> you're welcome. 
Also, I forgot to include this. I went right on by it, but uh-huh. Cody Rigsby has a secret project. Yeah, he does. He posted it over on his uh, Instagram stories, and he is looking for people to submit questions for self-love, relationships, and life advice. Uh, it's something, some kind of top secret project. He says, don't ask me. I can't tell you. The ink is still drying on the contract. So I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Also, I love that plaid shirt he's wearing. <laughs> it's very pretty. I like it. it. looks so soft. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition-based questions. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, we're happy you're here because Karen Thompson needs your help. She has trouble with the fact that her family is constantly doing things like they have running group that meets on Tuesdays and then they go out to eat after or there's football games on the weekend and they tailgate and there's all these other events and they seem like they're never eating at home and trying to figure out the best way to eat healthy when all this is happening is driving her crazy. Help. I get it. That is a challenge. So with our clients, what we're constantly working on is the, the lifestyle hacks, the little lifestyle hacks for just such a scenario. You know, it's twofold. One, if you can exert some influence on the location of those eating out afterwards, <laughs> that will help. And so generally speaking, going with your kind of classic dinner houses, you know, your like a steakhouse or breakfast house, you're going to be able to order something that's very clean and you're going to be able to order consistently and it'll be the same thing each time you order. Now, on the flip side, if you do some ethnic foods, which I love, Mm. the problem is it's going to be different every place you go. Right. The formulation, you know, when you get the Kung Pao chicken, you know, or the it's different depending on the restaurants. You don't always know what you're getting. Whereas I can go to any steakhouse, any dinner house, and I know if I, you know, order the the, the salmon and baked potato and a side salad, exactly what I'm getting. So it, it's easier to be strategic. Okay. So let's, let's kind of put that on the shelf for a moment. As far as practical, I'm guessing that after a lot of these events, it's dinner time. So back half of the day, a good strategy that works if you're cutting carbs back half of the day, wherever you do end up eating, do a low carb dinner and you're going to be all right. It's easier to actually stick to a low carb dinner. Now, I'm not promoting that across the board. That's one of the reasons why I use strategic snacks, because if I know that my a client of mine has meals throughout the day where we have less control, I anchor to a snack where I'll control the carbs they have at that snack. Because we don't take snacks socially. So there's no like, oh, well, you know, grandma stopped by and she wanted to eat that, you know, no, that's, that's, you know, going out to dinner with the family or that's, you know, going to lunch with, with your business partner or whatever the case may be. But I can say, hey, I want you to have an apple and 12 almonds at 2.30. And I know you'll be able to consistently get that carb at at that afternoon snack. So if you anchor to those, then you can have a principal dinner where you're trying to go with veggies and or salad, as much greens as you can get, and some lean proteins. And if your goal is weight loss, that's usually not going to be the wrong choice. Let's at least put it that way. I need to know your particulars, uh, Karen, to say exactly, here's what we want to do in this. We're going to have this and we're going to avoid that. But generally speaking, you're going to be safe with protein and veggies. And of course, you'll get some fats mixed in with that naturally. So 
So if you're one of those people who say, well, I actually want to have a balanced meal where I want to have carbs, but I don't know what carbs are available. They just, they hit a different restaurant every time. Well, what I would be doing is sitting down with you and saying, okay, tell me the top three or four restaurants you most frequently go to. And we'd be working it out in advance. Absent of knowing that, here's what I would tell you. Bring an apple with you. It's that simple. Bring an apple. You can literally eat it on your way into the restaurant. Be done with it. You've had your carbs. Now you can order mostly protein and veggies. And that's a little hack that has worked well for some of my clients. So hopefully somewhere in there, you have a solution or something that will trigger an idea that's helpful. One last thing I just thought of, Karen, because we're eating out, we know that meal is coming. Most of my guys fall into this trap. <laughs> this is the, well, I know I'm eating out, so I better eat less now because it's going to be bad then. That is not the winning strategy. That backfires. Even if you know you're going out to dinner and you're going to be at the pizza place or whatever the scenario is, don't skip lunch. Don't skimp on an afternoon snack. Have the whole thing because I don't want you going now only having unhealthy fattening foods in front of you and being ravenously hungry. That's not going to go well. So feel free, have quality foods in plentiful order throughout the day. Then when you go to an event, you go to a restaurant or you go to the neighbor's barbecue, you're going to be able to select with and execute with a little bit more self-control because you're not ravenous. Yes. No good decisions were ever made when you are starving. <laughs> awesome. and that's it. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for all of that. If people would like this sort of information tailor made for them, where can they find you? Metpro.co slash TCO. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Peloton Celebrity Sightings. Ashton Kutcher's Our Future Selves series continues, and this time with Thomas Rhett. Yes, it does. Um, and I took this class today, mm -hmm. and I had so much fun. He talked about, like, all kind. I really like this Ashton series, and for anybody out there who hasn't given it a chance, I really, I really think you should, because... It has been so great to hear people like Ashton does a great job of talking about things that you want to know, but that they're open to talking to him about because they're friends with him already. So like yeah. he kind of already knows where they're going to go with their answers. So it's like safe, you know, Yeah. they talk about things like like how he grew up and the kinds of jobs he did and how he ended up in country music and, and just like. All of the songs that he's written, like, you know, that song that he wrote. And I know, you know, this one, Tom, about like all the things that he wants to do. Like, if I never get to see the Northern yeah. Lights, you know, that song. Mm -hmm. Well, there was only one thing. he Die hasn't, a happy man. No, that, is, that is a song. Yeah. But that's not the thing he hasn't done. Although well, now uh, I'm like, well, of course he hasn't. Right. Because yeah. he was alive. So I stopped talking. But, um, <laughs> uh, but he there was only one thing on that list that he hasn't done. And so it was it was just neat to hear him talk about the first time he saw, saw the Northern Lights and the first time he saw the Eiffel Tower at night. Like, it was just yeah. cool. It was neat to hear all of that. And uh, Ashton's. Kids, I would want to know, like, is there anything you want to do that doesn't rhyme? Yeah, that's a fair question. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. he's like, I want to eat an orange. Well, he was also talking about that he has like Ashton asked him how many songs he had written that had never been recorded. 
And he said that he has like six to 700 songs in his OneDrive that he's not recorded. And he said that he hopes someday to have an entire record of things that have never been recorded. Like he wants to just do it rough on his iPhone and just like put it out. Isn't every record pretty much songs that have never been recorded? (laughs) But he wants to put it out that's like raw. Like he wants it not produced. Gotcha. Which I just thought was kind of neat. He was talking about it was just it was just a lot of fun that he was talking about like, God, wouldn't you love to like go back and like listen to the Stones? or the Beatles and he was in the the what is that documentary that came out about the Beatles get back and it has like all this rough yeah, footage like in just, them. it has like just hours and hours of footage of them recording and he loved it yeah. he loved every second of it and so it was that's the kind of thing I mean it's just amazing and I don't know if I put a picture of it in there but there was also did I put a picture of uh, Dr. Agus in there Agus I don't think so well it was also the they they released two episodes this week and I did both this morning because I was doing intervals 30 by 30 and I had to do 14 of them three times so it took longer than a half hour so i did two classes back to back and dr agus was the other guest that was released this week and dr agus or agus was talking about whole foods and like he's he has been everywhere like you've seen this guy even if you don't recognize the name he has been like presidential like consultant for their health and he has like done all kinds of stuff for cancer he's done a lot of cancer research Mm -hmm. and so you've seen this guy but he talked a lot about whole foods and things that there are some people don't realize like like smoothies aren't inherently good for you people think that they are just because they have fruit in them and right. he was like he was like but we need to chew the fruit chewing the fruit is part of the importance of eating the fruit and it he just had a whole lot to say about that so that was kind of interesting i didn't necessarily agree with his stance on protein powder but that's for another day anyway uh here's the cool part i tagged him in my post today dude responded mm. i totally was taken back by that and the reason i was is like this guy talks to presidents and he's taking the time to answer my inbox in a random Instagram. Like, it w- what? It was it was his response. Chew your fruits. No, but I said I loved what he had to say about Whole Foods. And mm-hmm. he was like, he was like, the data clearly shows it's the best. Like, I know it wasn't a big conversation. Yeah. And I didn't go on about it. It wasn't the point. It was just like, how cool is that? Just yeah. like he was just on my TV screen. I mean, that's pretty cool. It was just neat. <laughs> I get more interaction with Dr. Agus than I yeah. do the instructors. Pretty awesome. <laughs> hey, you had Sanjay Gupta. I did. I did. Yeah. And Gloria. Yeah. Never mind. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I've been I've been tweeting a lot. Yes. Twitter is a new new realm for me. You're I'm getting sure more traction than it. I do. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I do not. <laughs> Peloton Artist Collaboration. So the Babyface series is official. It is. It is. Yep. It's happening October 21st. So um, again, as I've already said, I'm pretty sure he's going to be live during a couple classes, but there's going to be more classes in addition to that for the artist series. So if you go to the next screen, we've got Ali Love is doing oh, a ride. The new album is called The Girls Night Out, 30 Minutes with Ali, and then Kirsten is doing a walk and run 30 minutes, and then there's going to be... A 20-minute strength with Adrian. Is there another one? Another page? Nope, that's all. That's all and, I got. And uh, they start on Friday, October 21st. Past guest update. Past guest update and former Peloton instructor Stephen Little had an Instagram post about how he celebrated his 49th birthday. 
Yeah, this just made me happy to see, you know, he's been coming up a lot lately as we've been talking about instructors leaving Peloton. So I just felt that it was right to post this uh, happy. We, we said happy birthday last week to Stephen Little, but he had a picture of himself. Uh, <laughs> he had several pictures of himself with his dogs camping outdoors in the Rockies. So happy birthday, Stephen Little. Glad you're enjoying it. He looks very happy. I love it. Checking out the competition. Soul Cycle is cutting instructor pay and classes. Oof. Yeah. So this is uh, from page six. And so I thought this is a good counterpoint to the Forbes article, right? When people are like, should I buy a Peloton? Is this company going to exist in six months? I don't know what I should do. And it's like, this is what a company that's struggling looks like, right? I mean, not only are they paying the instructors less, and this is the the inst- soul cycle is soul cycle. Thank you, just so nobody gets confused. But and these are the instructors that actually, I believe, teach classes like live and in person, not their at home stuff. But they're scheduling fewer classes. Well, I don't know how to read that other than there must be less demand, right? Like why? Well, I I don't know actually. I I will say that. Traditionally, spin instructors have been paid per class, so it might be part of the cost cutting to give them less classes. Okay, but if those classes are full, they wouldn't be cutting them. Nope, that's fair. That's fair. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, sorry, I was hearing it different, but I I get what you're saying, and that's a very fair point. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, if they're cutting classes too, then that means that fewer people must be going, which is also, if you think about it, problematic, because all we've been reading is how there's this great return to gyms, right? And so if everyone's going back to the gym, but not to Soul Cycle. Where are they going? Where are they going? I think they're going to these cheapo gyms that have like everything in them. Well, because they're so much more economical. Well, okay. Here's another way to look at it, right? Yeah. If you have a Peloton and you're going to go back to the gym, why in the hell would you go to Soul Cycle? Right. Right. I, yeah, You've got one of those at home, mm-hmm. and so you're gonna you're if you're gonna augment your your Peloton workouts with an in person experience, you're not gonna pick another bike. Right. You're gonna go to a different. You're gonna go to a gym that's gonna also give you a tread or an elliptical or what have you. So yeah, that's a very good point. In case you missed it. So in case you missed it, that's what this segment is called. And we're going to talk about Kindle Tool and dogs because I missed it. This was supposed to be an instructors in the news. (laughs) (laughs) This just cracked me up because um, she apparently has some kind of partnership with this this thing called Spot and Tango. Uh But they they had a dog party. In the park. Okay. Um, and I assume it was Central Park. So she has pictures with her and her dog, and they're called Bowie Bites, and they're bison snacks for her pup, Bowie. So they're Bowie Bites for Bowie. Okay. They? But also, if you look at the picture, they literally took over the park with all their dogs. Like, everybody showed up, and yeah. they, like, were giving out the Bowie Bites, and then they, like, all walked through the park. So it was adorable. <laughs> oh, I thought it was cute. And uh, also, uh, in an actual, and in case you missed it segment, not one that I forgot about. Yeah, well, I messed up on this one, though, because I said it was a mini apparel drop. It was a full apparel drop. Like, it was a full on lots of stuff, lots of options for fall. I would call this fall one. And um, there were a lot of really pretty options. This set that um, Rebecca Kennedy is wearing on, on the page, it's like a fuchsia. Loving it. But I held back because I had just bought... 
the Kindle stuff, and of course the Star Trek set. <laughs> uh, not that long before that, and so, a new scale. And a new <laughs> I mean, but it does cool new things. So, yeah, I held back. But uh, I, when this goes on sale, if this goes on sale, I will be purchasing. So I don't know how long I'm going to save you money, Tom. Yeah, it's typically not very long. Wow. Peloton birthdays. And we have two birthdays this week on October 24th. You can say happy birthday to Matt Wilpers. Mm-hmm. Well, it's America. You can say happy birthday to anybody anytime you want. It just might not be true. That's true. But uh, and then the next day, October 25th is Emma Lovewell's birthday. Yes. Happy birthday to Matt and Emma. And I probably say this every year, but just in case I don't, that's also my daughter's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying it. I don't remember either, but but it is. Yeah. That is accurate. She's going to be 16. Emma should say happy birthday to Sydney, don't you think? <laughs> I'm sure she'll get right on I'm that. sure. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Christina Ribeiro. Did I get it right? Yes, I was pretty close. Except you trill the R's, <laughs> and I have an Irish tongue, and we don't trill. Yes, we're drunk. You said it perfectly, yeah. you, just as you did some month ago. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Christina, she interviewed us for our 100th episode can you believe it's like almost been 200 episodes ago yeah. since you were on That's our crazy. show last incredible i yeah. can't believe so it's many things on. have changed right since then <laughs> except you and ton who got gotten stronger younger and <laughs> yeah more, more willing to do more things for us and for you guys crystal congratulations on everything you are now our nutritionist coach you are a sports fitness trainer or coach too, so you have gone long ways. Well, thank and you. Tom follows you, of course. He supports you. He gets <laughs> his toenail once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> when I interviewed you, Tom was not interested in anything or whatsoever, not even walking on the thread. And I said, Tom is just walking. I he was not going to. I I'm still not interested. I just do <laughs> it. He just does it. Yeah. But you know what? He's coming up on four million pounds lifted on tonal. Isn't that incredible? Well, I don't have the tonal yet. So. <laughs> But I know that you guys don't count the milestones and the weights. That should be so fascinating. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah. So this is about Peloton. Now, to me, you have been a member of this community forever. When did you first (laughs) find Peloton and when was it? I would like to say that Peloton found me because I had no idea. It was in July 2013. Wow. So I was July 2013. I was still living in New York, in Manhattan. My husband just got a job in Greenwich, Connecticut. So we were just waiting another 10 months or so to out the lease of our apartment to expire to move. But we were still there. And I was going to Equinox gym and I was taking spin classes there with a pro cyclist that he would teach two hours. His classes were 120 minutes, 90 minutes and 75. There was no more than that. He was a hardcore. So I was taking his class and I said, Chris, I'm going to move soon to Connecticut. I don't know where can I find this level of classes, this level of instruction, this level of spinning. Like it was very similar to a power zone class, like very structured and very endurance. And he told me like, say, well, 
there's a bike, there's a company that I'm working on now. They're going to release a bike possibly next year. And it's going to come with a screen. It's a console. It's going to be live classes streaming from New York. So the instructor will be there. That could be a good option for you since you like to do it so much. And you have your little one and possible another one on the way. And I said, are you telling me that there's going to be a bike <laughs> with an instructor in it? And <laughs> it's going to tell me exactly what to do. I mean, to me, it sounded so sci-fi, so, so futuristic that he said, yes. And said, oh, and you're working with them. So you're going to teach us. They're not going to teach. I'm doing the hardware now, but they are testing it and it will be released. I left the gym with that idea in my mind. And so I go home and I told Andy, Andy, do you know what Chris told me? Like about this bike, it's going to release, it's going to have a console, an instructor on it. Like you can take classes anytime. And he said, well, yeah, sounds good. But I think that people still like to go to the gym. I don't know how it will be. And end of the story. No, I didn't hear anything else about Peloton. He did give me the website and I did go to the website. That time was pelotoncycle.com. It was just Joe Foley explaining a very nice presentation with all the what he envisioned for the bike, a picture of the bike, and that's it. Nothing to click, no pre-order, oh, it no was, date. It was the simplest that you could possibly the simple, get. It was a YouTube video with him introducing himself, who he was, what he was planning to do. That's it. Wow. Fast forward March 2014. It was my last birthday in the city, living in the city. We we're going to move at the end of the month. And he took me out for dinner. When we were having dinner, he gave me an envelope and he said, well, I have this gift for you. The only thing is that it's not going to arrive in the U.S. until three months. And I thought, well, it can't be my mom because <laughs> we already have her ticket. <laughs> I was expecting Emily, my second daughter at the time. So I was pregnant in the restaurant and I knew that my mom was coming to help me. So I said, well, what could it be that is not going to be here in three months? So when I opened the envelope, it was the confirmation order and the picture of the bike. And I said, ah, this is the Peloton bike. The one that Chris told me last year. He said, yes, I think that the concept is very good for you because just think about it. You like spinning so much. If you miss a class at the gym, now we're going to have two kids. Well, how cool for you to take a class at home? Like having that's a backup. And I said, yes, this is fascinating. Wow, it's going to be three months. How are we going to wait? <laughs> that was all that, that anxiety. The thing is that when the bike arrived, two weeks after I had Emily, she came one month before. So I didn't have much time to explore it and to play with it and to try many things. I did remember my first ride. It was at 6 a.m. live with an instructor. She's not, not here anymore. Her name was Antonia DeSantis. Maybe you heard about it. Yeah. Then the ones that were there was her, Lisa Niren, Steph Neiman, Jen Sherman, Marion. Yeah. So those were the few instructors that were around. I immediately fell in love with Marion because she was all about things. And I like things like she would do 80s ride or like for Halloween, she did back to school ride, Halloween ride, like theme things. Everything that year was kind of, different because I was still going to the gym. Remember the bike was a backup. So there was no community. I didn't know anybody. There were like a very few people. I never had to scroll the leaderboard <laughs> ever for months. In a live class, it should be maybe three or four. In a, on the man class, maybe 10, 15. Wow. That was all. It was so like, 
I remember the screen when I turn on my bike and I see all oh, everything that I have and everything that we lack at the time. It was just the clock, your name. There was no filters. There were no high fives. There were no hashtags. There was stuff, nothing. It was so simple, so easy to navigate. Now I get lost sometimes even choosing a class because when we started, there were three types of class. It was Peloton Cycle, Viewa Peloton, and Peloton Endurance, who was the 60-minute class. It was only 45 and 60, and there were maybe three classes in the morning and then three classes in the afternoon starting at 4 p.m. That's why on demand is when I did because it felt during nap time. Sure. I remember the first time that they put a class like at 1.30 p.m. And I said, this would have been so nice two years ago when I was riding on demand <laughs> during nap time because there were no classes to take. <laughs> I'm good to, for people to remember like how few options there were because whenever there's a change, yes. Everybody loses their mind or not everybody, but a lot oh, of people. So, but yeah. if, if there were never any changes, you'd still have right? three yeah. class types to choose from. That's yeah. it. Yes, exactly. Well, I remember that fall in 2014, they introduced two new classes. Someone must remember this. Oh, geez, please. You have to remember this. It was rhythm and metrics. Yes. That was a huge change. <laughs> I remember they still had metrics. They didn't have rhythm when I joined in 2016, but they still had metrics. So I remember that. I remember Robin was teaching metrics. Jesky was teaching metrics. It was all about numbers and things. So I decided one day to try rhythm with Jen Sherman. And that was a whole new world for me. That's when I decided, you know, how many days I went to the gym this month? Three, four this bike is not a backup anymore. This bike <laughs> is the gym for me. <laughs> so I decided, like I say, I told Andy, and they're going to cancel my membership at the gym. Those $200 that they give me Equinox, how about if I buy dumbbells, maybe a bossy ball? He said, well, if you want, but he was kind of weird. He said, well, I don't know. Like, do you really like to? Yes, I like to get, get up, have a class in this bike and there was still no community. On 2015, when one member, then Mahan, you might know this story, she decided to create the members page. When the day that I accepted the request, there were 58 people already <laughs> signed in. The I remember John Bairstein was there, Candace Ryan was there, David Burnett, a little crew just talking and taking classes. And then when the milestones became important because at that point, everybody was hitting 50. Everybody was hitting 100. Like everybody, <laughs> very soon, Laura, very soon, I don't know, all of a sudden she was celebrating 500 and everybody, what? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Laura. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that never changed. There are things that I, I always say, like, there are many things that change in Peloton. Some things don't change. Her incredible determination is one of them. The OPP was such a nice place to be. We were talking about kids, about this, about that. The only issue we had, I have to say, was to figure out who a guy was. There was the Flash. Carlos, if you're listening, you know you're talking to you. Carlos Bustinza, he was a guy from Miami, and he was always at the top. But at the top of the top, like one southern output was nothing for him when who is this guy? He must be a pro. He must be something. And all the conversation was about that until we finally discovered who he was. He was a specialist in cycling, of course. He was very hardcore. Things were so 
too nice, so simple. I'm not saying that they are not now. It's just difficult to connect because it's just so many people. And sometimes someone asks for advice and I just throw an advice. But back in the time, I would think about, okay, how do I say? Because this person is so-and-so. I know it. I know him or I know her. So it's kind of, well, you don't talk to a friend like, hey, you should do this. Like, well... So, but now it's how it is. Everyone was so much more thoughtful back then. I mean, I remember the first time I posted on the OPP and there were, quote unquote, only 8,000 people in the group in 2016. Yes. And that was really small compared to what it is now. Mm -hmm. It was intimidating then to post something, but everybody was super nice. Like there were people that could be a little snarky, but... Usually they would throw on a winky face or something to like show, hey, I'm teasing you. Whereas now they just go for the throat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I truly enjoyed that time and I enjoy it now. I just think it's just, yeah, it's different, but it's supposed to be. It's been eight years. I celebrated eight years and I think that they have gone way further than what I thought it would be. When I first got the bike, you never expected, wow, this growth so sudden and this popularity so sudden. In the same way, for me, it has been hard to connect with other new instructors because when you grow in an environment that everybody knows who you are and when they give you a shout out to you, like Jen, for example, she would say my little one name, but she would also say my name. And she does that with many of us because we're there and she was able to be in the OPP and she was able to know who was requesting each ride, who was participating in the tribe request. Sometimes she would take requests. The OPP was a place for everybody, instructors and members. And now it's just impossible. And I would not expect the instructors to be there also because, well, there's so much going on with their lives and you don't want them to be like slaves of social media and for us, like their job has to be, has to have a boundary mm-hmm. to say, well, okay, I teach my class, I prepare my class, but I don't have to be chatting, responding, right. commenting. I think it's just too much. I even feel bad for them, like finish a class and go to these lives that they have to do. Like I said, they should go home. They already (laughs) gave everything. (laughs) You just brought up an interesting point. Maybe that's one of the many reasons that classes have gotten shorter because they now go live afterwards. They have to go live. They have to post this. They are doing a smoothie at home and they have to post. And (laughs) I don't know. Exactly. Like they're cleaning their floor. They're doing a ponytail and they have to go live. (laughs) And poor instructors, like I would be much happier if they would say, okay, enjoy your day. I'm going to enjoy mine and see you tomorrow. Like, I don't know. That's just me. Like (laughs) maybe some people wait for the live. (laughs) I guess it depends on how often you can get to the studio. And if that's your only time you can connect with the instructor, because for so many people, they aren't able to get to the studio, especially people who joined yeah. during COVID. Like they couldn't yeah, go to the studio. And so their only real connection with the instructor was to go to those lives and yeah, get some yeah, input yeah. back and forth yeah. there in that way. And how mm-hmm. has your relationship with like Jen Sherman and that whole crew, how has it Ah, it's been amazing. (laughs) Jen is, I don't know, I could not imagine my life and my bike. And and I always say, well, I don't know, maybe it's just so special. When I met Jen, it was back in 2015, I think. It was one day that I went to the studio. The first time that I went to the studio was January that year for a three-state event that they host. And it was Cody, Chess, King, and Nicole Melinda took the class. 
And it was just for New Jersey, Connecticut, and New York. That was my first experience. Nobody knew anybody. Everybody was like, hi, hi, but nothing. <laughs> then I came back and I took a ride with Jen. And that one was when she changed my little boy name. I was Christina, just my name, just Christina, so simple. And then she saw me bike. So I was, oh my goodness, this is a little powerhouse. This is, I don't know, I, she, she found I was so strong, I guess, or something. Ever since she was calling me for a milestone, for a birthday, for something in the bike, referring me as Little Powerhouse. When I started going more often to the studio, I was like, ah, hi, Christina. Yeah, the Little Powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. so, or I would say, hi, I'm Christina. Oh, yeah, it's just Little Powerhouse. So I said, well, I have to change my little one. You see that no one, everybody relates to me with this little one. And Jen is a person that she, she has always been there for whoever needs it. Like, it's just so inspiring the way that she can deliver a class involving all the riders in the studio when we were there, at home, or even if you're not in a bike. Like the other day, she was calling a person. Like I say, okay, someone is running on the thread. So everybody's going to climb. So you put the incline. Like, who does that? So genuinely, naturally. And also I connected more with her because... When I was riding with Marion and I started taking Jen's class, it was always on demand, but I was seeing the same people. Yeah. So I said, oh, there's a connection here. Whoever rides with Marion rides with this girl, with the bandana girl. I used to call her the bandana girl because at the beginning she was wearing a bandana. She always had the bandana. Uh, I started taking more classes with her when she started doing her rock rides at 9.30 on Tuesdays is that it became super strong because it was really a meetup. Like all those people that were on the Manda that was in, we all would get together for the Tuesday tribe at 9.30 on Tuesday, no matter what. Like seriously, no matter what, we were there. That's how I found my fondest peloton friends. And those people that are still here and are still with me. And even if their lives have switched a little, we know how we met. It was riding these rides because she was bringing us together. So I have so much respect and so much to thank Jen for doing that, for being so special with this special crew that grown so much, thankfully, because she should be one that everybody tries or rides with at least once. I think that that has made our relationships so strong. There were many rides that she was doing for certain causes, for certain people, for it has a purpose. I never joined Peloton seeking any sort of journey. Everybody comes here because, well, they want to recover from an injury. They want to recover from pregnancy. They want to get fit. I just came to keep up my life. Out. Same way. I used to go to the gym and go home, take my class and go downstairs with my family. I think that would make them different. People come here for a lot of reasons, a lot of things that you are totally unaware Unless you get involved, unless you get, you see this, like never in the gym, I turned to a person, I said, how are you feeling today? Did you have your chemo yet? I had no idea if they even were suffering from something like Peloton is, is different. It makes you appreciate what you have, what you can do, understand that this is not a right. This is a privilege to go and move because you see these real people, these milestones every day, these people that are coming really from their ashes and they're renewing again. 
that is super powerful. That is what keeps me connected with this type of fitness, this type of company, tribes, whatever it is, because the inspiration that you can get from them is priceless. I've never experienced it before. And I've been working out like forever, but it was from Peloton that I learned every day to put my hands up in the air and say, oh my God, thanks God I did that. Thanks God my feet were okay. My legs were okay. My arms were okay. Because there are people that cannot say the same. And well, and they're still there. The relationships that you've developed over time. I know I don't, obviously, I don't know everybody you know, but I know for a fact you have developed some amazing Peloton friendships. What is interesting and I like is that I have friends in Peloton from all ages, all stages of my friends have kids that are married. My friends have kids that are grandmothers. My friends have kids that just graduated college. It's incredible. It's very nice. And I thank them all. My first little crew was Malia, Robin, and David Roll. We just met back in 2015 or 16, riding together. It was before Jen started doing just do it. She was <laughs> that matter. This is the that matter. So we make sure that that matter and we were called the, the that matter girls because we were all the four of us together <laughs> always they're still my friends they're still there and i don't know if there's any way that i could have met all these people if well, not by this bike i think I that that's true because you don't necessarily run in the same circles especially in a city no. or you were living in new york when you got it but you moved to connecticut it's a country yeah. basically you can have friends all over the country where else can you do that? You get together on your weekly ride. That's how you get to know each other. That's special. Yes, it does happen. And it's fantastic. And then some other things nice happen. I got the chance to participate in the Good Morning America show. Yeah. All riding bikes. That was a nice experience in New York Times Square. It was <laughs> fun. It was so exciting because it was all the preparation. We were there early. We were chatting. And then, well, we were on TV. Like I had never been on TV before. And I said, wow, this is so amazing. It was nice to represent and to be an ambassador that morning and to show the community. This really had to be shown and had to be seen in the world, how we all connect together. And that is when we really wanted to put out the other. This is really more than a bike because it is. That was exciting. That was a very nice experience. <laughs> With my fondest friends that were there, Janina, Laura, uh, Howie was there, Jason, it was just uh, John and Erica Mills were there. It was such a much fun, nice to, for was, all of us to have that experience. It was Peloton royalty up there. I remember watching from <laughs> home and seeing like, I know that. <laughs> you also got to be in one of the Peloton ad campaigns too, right? It was a collaboration with Athleta Store, and then they wanted members and instructors in the photo shoot. That was very nice. What was nice about that is that I could see what the instructors do when they go to this photo shoot. Yeah. It was so cool to see the backstage. The lady that was doing our makeup was the same lady that was, because she asked me, what's your favorite instructor? And I said, oh, I really love Jen. Oh, I love her too. So I said, ah, do you do her makeup? And she said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt like, oh my God, this is 
so amazing to see the process that they go through, to see all the rackets with their clothes labeled and say, oh, how wonderful. Do they like, just like have this giant dressing room back there? There was a dressing room and everything was labeled. Who was for who? The same was for us. Like when we arrived, our clothes were hanging with our names. We had to, well, choose, go change. But for the instructors, it was the same thing. Even their shoes. I remember staring at Robin Arson's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they, they were Robin. amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very cool pair of shoes over there. Like it had her name on it. But it was cool for me to see because I had no idea how photo shoots work in general. I've never been in one. I never was in another one since after that. It's fun to be photographed and your hair is blowing. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you had the rock star hair. <laughs> yeah. There were a few of us there, which we became friends after that because I didn't know them before. So that was a cool experience. I am very thankful for that too. And I always thank Jill for that too, because she couldn't be there, but she was happy for us to be there. And everything that they have, I think it was a great accomplishment for the apparel to partner with, with Atleta. I think they are, they're both very good brands yeah. to represent for them was another cool thing to do. I bet. Yeah. You know, I was thinking when you said earlier about your leaderboard name that you might be the only person whose leaderboard name was assigned to them by yeah. an instructor. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I never heard any other story, but this is true. And everybody knows and, and Jen knows too. It's funny because I totally melt. And sometimes I stop pedaling when she said, my little powerhouse. <laughs> that is so <laughs> Right now, like just to have a shout out is just so incredible. And I love that she gives if I am riding a milestone and she doesn't call me out, I'm fine. I much rather have her shout out someone that maybe had never been called out because that experience is so unique for some people. I always say, oh, forget about me. If you see me, fine, but you don't have to call me. Call another person that you haven't yet so that person can experience it because it's just so cool to be shouted out by you, by someone that you truly follow and admire. I was also thinking that that means that somewhere out there, there's probably someone with the leaderboard name Christina who wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. <gasps> That's true. <laughs> Are they spelling it correctly, Maybe. though? Because yeah. she spells yeah. it with no H, no K. Yes. Remember. Yes, no H, no K. If you're out there, Christina, no H, no K. You only have you that name. You only have that. <laughs> because of Jim Sherman. Yeah. I have an account that I don't use to reach for Little Powerhouse, mine. And then I created immediately another one for the Beyond the Ride. Because when they started doing Beyond the Ride, when you get off the bike, those workouts were counted as rides. I remember I had to delete them because I want to want to hit 200 rides or something when maybe 10 or 20 of them are these arms that I am doing. Right. They didn't have a filter for those. So I created another account to do the Beyond the Rides. And then they put everything together. Now they put the strengths on one side and uh, yoga, meditation on the other side. But at the beginning, everything would fall in the same list of workouts that was challenging. So I still have an account with Christina CR. So I don't ah, know if someone getting that name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tricky. When I rode my 500 ride, it was so special. It was the day I became an American citizen Aww. that year. 
and it was the first time that I was eligible to vote. It was election day. It was wow. on a Tuesday, November. I went to vote. I came to take my 500 ride and everybody changed their little name for my name. So I could get a lot of shout outs. And Janina got in trouble for that because she took her a lot of time to recover her name. I think that she told that story. Yeah. Don't ever try to change your little name, not even for a joke or for a second. Someone will take it. Yes. Take I it. didn't realize that was your 500th milestone when that happened. I knew it was for your milestone, yes. but I didn't realize yeah. it was that particular milestone. It was milestone. 500 because it was my first time voting. It was, I became an American citizen. I was just a party and, yeah. <laughs> what a day a lot of yeah, milestones for one day a lot of milestones that day <laughs> <laughs> We normally ask who your favorite instructor is, but, but I feel I, like we know. Well, technically, she already asked herself that and answered it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. asked an answer. Yeah, my, my absolute favorite, it is Jen. Yes, I also have respect for a lot of them, especially for those who teach me something. Like, for example, I like Matt Wilpers a lot, which, by the way, I always joke with him when I see him because I did some rides with him in Equinox when I was still there. Oh, wow. uh, I just didn't know who he was. Like. Right. I remember saying, oh, this guy is insane. And <laughs> he was very hard. And then also he was an instructor in the gym that he would not be riding. He would be walking around and looking at your monitors and fixing things or fixing your resistance. Oh, and, he was one of those. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Matt at Equinox was one of those. I took a few classes with him. Sometimes it was because he was savvy. He was teaching in the lower Manhattan and I was always in Columbus Circle up always I. So he had to sub. I remember saying, ah, oh, that's that guy again. But now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the first time that I saw him as a peloton instructor, I said, I should have taken a lot of pictures with you back then when there was no line yeah. to take a picture with you. Yeah. Look a little at bit this. a lot quicker like, back then, right? <laughs> yeah. How did I miss that opportunity? But yeah, I like Matt a lot. I think that when you sat in his classes, it's a class. Complete class. You are cycling, you are learning because, you know, it's kind of a lecture. Like you say, well, today we're going to talk about recovery. You learn about how to recover, when to recover, why you recover. Like so it's a lecture. I feel like I've been sitting in college sweating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He always teaches a lot of technical yes. information, yeah, which is great. A, which- it's fantastic because I don't have much time or I don't make much time to read about the things, about FTP test, about your power ratio. Like, So it's great to have someone that teaches you that. It takes you away from the zone five and six that sometimes you are. I do power zone training with him. I do three challenges during the year. And when I am over the challenges is when I do, do things for fun, like boot camps or, or however. Now I've been very into running since I got my tread. I do a lot of runs too. And he is my go-to for that. And then, well, any instructor will give you something. If you just don't connect with them I don't take the class because of them. I take the class because of the music or because someone will be there or there's a milestone there or it's just a popular class. Like I, for example, the Lisa ride. Well, that was uh, the most popular class in the week. So I said, like, well, I'm going to take this Lisa ride then. But not because of Jess or Robin. I mean, they are phenomenal. Yes. You took it for the experience. Yeah, the experience. And all of them will bring you experience and their styles. I'm cool with all of them. There are some that I would not ride, 
But most of the time, I just go with Jen, Matt, because I am in power zone, something in between. (laughs) (laughs) So as someone who's been around since basically the beginning, right? Do you have any advice for people just getting a bike? I like to think of a quote from Francis of Assisi for someone that is starting something new and is kind of intimidating for some. Start by doing what's necessary then do what's possible and suddenly you will be doing the impossible. You start, what is necessary right away is creating a routine, I think, a habit. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I take these classes no matter what and you just make the time. Choose a time that nothing will get in your way, maybe very early in the morning when you don't even see those dishes in the sink, when you don't, everybody's still maybe sleeping and choose a time that you can really do it. And then start by there, because when you create that, I think is that is absolutely necessary. Then you will start going for more inevitably. Like it's how your mind works. Like, okay, if I could do this, it's been two or three months that I've been doing this and this 20 minute ride. Now I'm going to do a 31. Now I'm going to do an arm, some shoulders after, because there's a point in which your discipline is just way more important than your motivation. And you will be there no matter what, because you're just so consistent to it. I'm not going to miss it today. Like, that kind of thing. And then, and all of a sudden, you are in a 60-minute ride. You're in a 90-minute ride. Like, it happens. It will not happen if you just don't start making the why I'm here. And this is what I'm going to accomplish today. This is going to accomplish this week, this month. And then it just flows. I get in a bad mood if I don't exercise or it's been days that I have been not doing what I consistently do. Is because of that, because you created that discipline. That's my advice. Start low-key what is necessary. Don't pay attention who's in the leaderboard. Don't underestimate your strengths. Don't think that because that person is way ahead of you, that person is stronger than you. That's not true. Just change your mind and say, ah, that person is being chased by someone. That person <laughs> is chasing. Yeah, exactly. That self-talk that say, oh, okay, wow, look at that person might be chasing the last PR. So he's going to get there. I'm going to give him a high five and go, leave me alone. Don't think that they are stronger than you or they can do more or better things than you. That is not true. Everybody here, like what Christine, Christine Diercoli is another one that I absolutely love. And she always say, it doesn't matter where you are in the leaderboard. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. What matters is that you are here. Listen to those words. Take her right. Sometimes it's therapeutic to listen to the podcast, listen to Dr. Chen. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to meet her one day, but get involved. Don't be alone see what's going on there, see how much struggles are there and how much you can do too, because you can do it for those who can't. How many people would have loved to have this right today? And they couldn't. Okay, well, I'm here. I'm doing it for them. Change the self-talk and you will go so far. It's so much fun. Like you're missing out. Get the bike and be happy. (laughs) Invest in the bike. Be happy. The rest, it will happen. Very good advice. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. I should say join us again. Yes. But this time you answered the questions. Yeah, you got to answer this time. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. You do so much for the community. We are so appreciative and we do not take for granted anything that you do. 
All the best. Good luck and have a fantastic holiday time that is coming very soon. And well, this is to all. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And if you like what you hear, maybe share an episode on your social media channel of choice. So... That's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep battling. And running. Running.